Ian Thorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Dante Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt spreading ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. Good evening everybody and welcome once again to Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast as we come to you for episode 9, a day 7 recap of the 2016 Rio Summer Olympic Games, even though they're actually being held in winter, but we've already gone over that. Uh, Big thrill to be back once again for another big day of Olympic action, lots to talk about, lots to get through, and we actually have a full lineup of hosts on the show today, including that man from the Plains of Emu, Mr. Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Off The Podium. It's good to be back with a full team. Um, I feel like I've I brought up silver a couple of days ago that we needed to win some more. Um, I'm officially changing that. We need to win some more golds. The silver quota is reached, um, so no need to purposely um, throw these gold medals away. We can start winning some again. Yeah, stop pulling a Campbell, Australia. Um, just actually go out there and win yourself a gold medal, okay? Like, we've, we've had enough of the silver. That was all London four years ago. It was silver, silver, silver. We got sick of it. So we want to actually win some gold. So listen to Jared. Otherwise, you're not allowed to return to the country, as we've already established so far. Uh, but also joining us, speaking about returning to the country, well, he's in a country right now that they're actually doing quite well because they have won a gold. They've won two gold in the space of two days, which is more than Australia's won in the last two days. And he's returned from celebrating with, along with the rest of the country of Canada. It is Mr. Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back to Off the Podium. I can't tell you how disappointed I was to not be able to be on uh, yesterday's show for Penny Alexiak, but it's all made up for today because Rosie McLennan wins gold. <laughs> yes, the one hope you had before these games. She's lived up to her That's reputation. Right. Uh, you've doubled your gold medals from four years ago, so, uh, you know, get get to your magical three, and then all of a sudden you're going to have a huge party. Mm-hmm. Yep, it'll be on. It will be on. And I, I apologise, actually, yesterday when I was giving the preview for the events that were happening on Day 7, I said that you had to wait an extra day because, according to the schedule I was reading, it was the men's trampoline that was on on uh, Day 7. Uh, clearly, unless Rosie is just that good, she can win in the men's as well. Uh, I, <laughs> I think it must have been the female trampolining. But, uh, yeah, medals won. I, I'm going to start with Canada again. We did this yesterday. I'm going to do it again today. You won gold. Uh, as you mentioned, Rosie McLennan in the women's trampoline. Back-to-back gold for her. Your flag bearer. Uh, you know, it's, it's the magic of carrying the flag. If only Annemiz had have done that for us today, but uh, whatever. <laughs> um, you, uh, you, I mean, again, you called this before the games. Was this was this a lock? Was this an 100% gold medal for Canada no matter what? Or did she have to push and jump a little bit extra to win this one? Uh, no, I mean, the the thing is, is that there's not a lot that goes on with trampoline, at least uh, on TV coverage. So, um, it was really just as the event was starting that people were saying, I, I don't know if they were just trying to downplay it because they were worried, but they were saying, you know, she suffered a concussion and, uh, her, her performance hasn't been as strong. They were saying that, uh, one of the Chinese jumpers was probably the front runner. And then after the qualifying, she qualified and I think third and uh fifth after the first routine third after the second and it's like okay well there's an improvement here but 
uh, I don't know how likely it is that we're going to win. And then she pulls it off. And the, the most impressive thing about this is that she's become the first summer Olympian to ever defend a gold medal. Uh, and Canada. only the third can yeah for Canada yeah in every country of the world <laughs> oh, it has never happened I, I didn't I didn't hear about Michael Phelps winning four in a row that was a dream uh, was... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean it's a big deal just because summer Olympics has never happened but in all honesty it's not even a summer thing this is only the third Canadian Olympian ever to defend a gold medal in an individual sport, winter or summer. So uh, this is by far the biggest news of the day. And right now, CBC, they could be airing track and field, which I'm having to watch on an app. Instead, <laughs> they're actually replaying Rosie's event. There's an interview with her on TV right now. That's pretty much all it's going to be on for the whole day, I think. Now, do they have an athlete watching her performance? Like, are they, you know, just doing, <laughs> doing the CBC, you know, regular well, moment that they do? Sort of, actually. That's what's funny. Um, when Trampoline first broke out, I think I mentioned in another episode, it was back in Sydney. You know, we really weren't doing too well. And then in Trampoline, we had uh, this one athlete, Karen Coburn, who medaled. And she medaled three times in a row. And last Olympics was her first one that she didn't. She came in fourth, but that was the one where Rosie got the gold. So during Rosie's interview on CBC, they cut to a picture that Karen Coburn took at her house. <laughs> watching the event with all of her family and friends. So Rosie's mentor was uh, a captured in picture form watching the event. I guess it will become a trend. I actually remember the, the trampoline in Sydney because we, we got silver in the men's. Jai Wallace, I believe it was, uh, took silver in that event, actually. So um, the, I think that's our only ever gymnastics medal in the history of the Olympics. So <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. We did, and we've not even come close since. So anyway, go Australia. Um, but you also uh, won a silver and a bronze it's not just your gold i mean good on your rosie but uh you got a silver when it came to the lightweight double skulls don't get that confused with the heavyweight duo or whatever the other categories there are in the freaking sport of rowing uh lindsey generic and patricia ob uh won that one and a bronze you pronounced your names right did nice. i oh wow gee yeah. you go away for a couple of days and i've been practicing um because <laughs> we're seeing a lot more of canada on our screens recently than australia when it comes to medals um and bronze uh swimming again calm down in the swimming colin you're going to turn into australia uh hillary coldwell in the 200 meter backstroke uh she took that one there so uh, i mean we i think you were probably expecting to do this podcast and be like oh yeah there was a day where we didn't win a medal oh another day we didn't win you've won them every freaking day calm down canada it's crazy at this point especially in the swimming um there was no expectations going in and again i think that uh Maybe they were just trying to downplay because we have had Olympics. I mean, Athens is a big one where I can remember big expectations going in and then it just completely falling apart. Uh, and even a little bit, I mean, I guess in London, expectations that we could have at least gotten, you know, one more gold. But uh, a lot of it, I think, just has been downplaying this time. But when the swimmers that are winning are as young as they are, I don't think there's any way you can predict because they've only been on the scene for a year, year and a half, maybe. So I'm guessing then come Tokyo, Canada will be expecting top five on the medal tally. <laughs> Based on our swimming alone, I think we might be able to. It's it's possible. It is within our reach now. <laughs> yes, definitely. Stuff the Winter Olympics. We're on for the Summer Olympics now in Canada. I'm just looking here. That's right. We're cancelling the snow for the rest of the year. <laughs> yes. We need to practice. <laughs> uh, so 
you've won 10 medals in total. Now, I've just quickly looked here at uh, London. So you won 18 in London. So you're already uh, over halfway there. Obviously, as I said, you've doubled your gold. Uh, you've, you're at the halfway point of your bronzes from, um, from London. So you're nearly there and, um, you're nearly at the halfway point of your silvers. But, uh, again, it's all about those magical golds and, um, yeah, stuff the silvers, stuff the bronzes for Canada for once. Yeah. And I mentioned, uh, I think a couple of days ago that the goal that they had going in was they just wanted to win one more medal than they did in Beijing. <laughs> so if we hit 19 in total, they've hit their goal, but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's all going to depend on whether we can keep up the momentum in track and field now that we had in swimming. Well, actually, Australia now, I can just see, we're at 18 medals, and we are also at our half, past the halfway point of what we reached at London, which I guess is kind of good, considering that it's basically the halfway point of the Games. But, Jared, for us, uh, again, no gold. Uh, we had a bunch of people pulling a Campbell today, um, but uh, in the silver position we had two silvers i again blame you for calling for silvers the other day you just rectified that a few moments ago um the team pursuit in the cycling uh alex edmondson jack bobridge michael hepburn sam wellsford and callum scottson uh for that one and in the men's coxless fours i said coxless today not cockless like i did yesterday um william lockwood josh dunkley smith josh booth and alexander hill uh sadly for us in both of those we lost to britain but um, I can stomach losing to Britain more so than if it was New Zealand or France. Um, and in the bronze, uh, this guy, to me, could well be the star of the Australian Olympic team right now because this guy is a legend. Dane Bird-Smith, bronze in the men's 20-kilometre walk. We're going to be talking a lot about Dane today because, um, yeah, I think he's, you know, we put gold medalists on postage stamps. This guy should be on a postage stamp just for being awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, we do well in the walking. We like to walk in Australia because uh, there's lots of places to go to and they're very far apart. So, Jared, um, sadly no gold, but uh, we still won a few medals today. Yeah, I mean, it was a decent haul. I think uh, the bronze medalists have um, paved the way for the rest of Australia to know how to react uh, when you win a medal. Um <laughs> Between Dane, Birdsmith, Jessica Fox, um, I'm sure there were a couple of others. The bronze medalists just love it. Um, the silver medalists, not so much. They're a little bit jealous of the gold medalists, but I think bronze is is that bit further removed from gold that they can kind of just be glad that they got on the podium because they were so close to missing out. Um, yeah, shame to lose to Great Britain. I'm sure we'll get an inquiry into the swimming at the end of the Olympic Games, which they always seem to do one, and, and look where we went wrong. But really, I mean, that needs to come in. In the rowing and in, in the cycling, I feel, is where we really need to take a look into why we're losing to um, GB. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the water boatmen. They're just letting us down. Um, they're really just uh, not, not doing well. We've got one day left of rowing. We'll talk a little bit about that later because there's a strong Tassie connection for our uh, rower that could win us a goal today and potentially in recording this episode i will say to date it we're actually doing this um when day eight of competition has already started so we could be recording this as australia win gold then talk about it tomorrow if that makes sense um so, can i ask a question of about the australian can. swimming please do colin because i know that there at least we're hearing talks that there was disappointment after london uh in swimming right oh huge huge yep massive Big disappointment <laughs> 
so, so were there were there changes that are like very public that they made like what did they do different because there were changes in team canada for swimming between the last two i think james magnuson just was uh exiled from the team and things improved <laughs> um, I, I honestly i i don't know completely uh changes i don't know if jared you might know anything there but um there was a big it was all about team morale in london i mean we went into that expecting so many medals um so many gold particularly you know we joke about james magnuson i mean he was the world record holder and world champion in the 100 meter there it was it was basically a lock you know for him to win the 100 meters he got silver and our four by 100 uh men's relay team was an absolute certainty lock because we had magnuson Eamon sullivan you know a bunch of other guys that were just the i think they were like the four fastest in the world or something like that and we didn't even get a medal in it so um and there were talks that uh, the team were just staying up late. They were taking the sleeping tablet, wasn't it, Equinox or whatever it was, Jared. Um, it was, yeah, it was massive. And I, and I remember in London, because we only won the one gold in the swimming, and it took us till week two until we even got our second gold, which, I mean, at the moment we've obviously got five. So um, it was the lowest amount of gold that we had won in swimming, I think, perhaps since Barcelona, I want to say. Um, I don't know if that's correct or not, but... Yeah, I don't know, Jared, if you know. I mean, have you sort of tapped into the Australian swimming team to know exactly what they've done in the last four years? Yeah, I'm not sure what the big changes were. I think, um, like you said, it was more so about um, team morale and supporting each other. Um, They've had kind of, I suppose, there were a couple of social media issues surrounding the team kind of before and after the game. So I think they kind of cracked down on that a bit. Um, Probably some coaching changes, so um, Canada better look out because um, you're, I'm sure your coaches will be in our sights um, after the Olympics, so um, hold on to them and don't let us get them. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing because what everything's being credited to right now is the fact that we brought on the coach for Great Britain's swim team who coached them in Athens, Beijing, and London, and then they're saying that's the reason why we've had this huge success this time, so... Um, I hope we have them in a contract for more than one Olympics right now. Well, it's it's interesting, I think, with our swimmers because uh, I remember growing up, it was all about the men. I mean, we had the Thorpes, the Klims, the Hackett's, the Perkins. You know, it was all about that, you know, and the women kind of, in the 90s at least, weren't the the true force. You know, obviously we had the likes of Susie O'Neill, Patria Thomas, those sort of ones that, you know, obviously peaked then come Sydney. But then 2000s, really, I think it was Athens kind of was a changing of the guard. You know, Hackett retired, Thorpe retired, Hugel, Klim, all these ones that eventually tried to make comebacks, but they failed miserably. Um, but then the women really took over. You know, Lisa Jones, you know, Libby Trickett, Stephanie Rice, all these sort of ones came out then in, like, Beijing and just dominated. And then, really, it's sort of been the last uh, eight or so years it has been our females that have been doing it. Having said that, though, in these games, of course, two of our swimming gold medals have come from the men. Uh, I mean, you talk about, uh, we're talking about off-air about your little athlete pro profiles, how nobody really sort of thought of a Penny Alexiak and all this sort of stuff. No one here knows who Kyle Chalmers was. We talked about this the other day. We had no idea who the fuck he was. And he wins us a golden 100 metres freestyle. So um, I guess that's kind of something when it comes to, to Australia there. So um, yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, swimming is one of, you know, our most successful summer Olympic sport, our most successful Olympic sport. It's not really a winter one that's overtaken uh, swimming uh, for us. But um yeah, Jared and I were talking a little bit about yesterday that we're kind of looking forward to the swimming being over um, just because of the uh, oversaturation of it in our coverage and also the fact that 
just what if you I don't know if you listened to yesterday of course you did Colin but we'll refresh it for our listeners who might not have caught yesterday's episode but you know we won three medals yesterday but the leading headline for everything in our media was the fact that the Campbell sisters choked it wasn't about the fact that you know glorious silver and bronzes no no the Campbell sisters let us down so that is the extent of swimming in Australia and our media shame on you Anna and Elsa yeah <laughs> yes uh, it was fascinating, actually, um, that, again, they've both made the final of the 50 metres. I mean, we'll talk about that later. But, you know, there was this huge news story about them having this interview. And I think, I don't know if it was Kate or Bronte, one of them, obviously, there's only two of them, uh, broke down, you know, and was like, oh, the support and it's been amazing and all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, I feel for them. They were the fastest in the world, all this sort of stuff. But the Olympics are the Olympics. You know, it's, it is what it is. These sort of things happen all the time. So, you know, I, of course, as I said yesterday, it's disappointing not to win a gold. I was happy that a Canadian took it. So that was fine. Uh, you move on and, um, you know, look forward to our next uh, pulling a Campbell today. So we'll... <laughs> see how that goes this Uh, is like the simpsons so it's like i just pulled a homer yeah exactly well as we were mentioning yesterday uh, after salt lake when Stephen bradbury got the gold it was all about pulling a bradbury coming from behind and just waiting for everyone to fall over now it's pulling a campbell when you choke and you don't win a gold um but other results outside the medals i'm glad that colin's here today and so i don't just have to randomly choose a canadian athlete from nowhere to be like oh in the weightlifting, they didn't do well. Um, so I'll be intrigued to know how Canada did. But uh, going over the Aussie results, archery, sadly, uh, Taylor Worth, one of our bronzed uh, in the teams, he lost a quarterfinal shoot-off to Bonchan Koo of Korea, who actually went on to win the gold medal. So um, he went down fighting there, Taylor. So good result for him. Um Athletics, uh, well, as I mentioned, obviously, Dame Bird-Smith, uh, he won the bronze. We'll get to him after. Uh, just a couple other ones to note. Eloise Wellings, the best ever result for an Australian in the 10,000 metres. She finished 10th and beat her personal best, 31 minutes, 14.94 seconds. That's probably a lot longer than it would take me to do the 10 kilometres. Uh, a lot quicker, I should say. I'm not that good. Uh, <laughs> other way around, Ben. Um, Jared, how's your 10,000 metres? Good? Um, it's pretty good in a car or on a bike. Um, (laughs) maybe even rowing, um, running, not so much. Uh, what about your dressage? How would you go at the 10 kilometer dressage? (laughs) Um, oh, well, I'm boycotting it. So it would be, um, DNS did not start. Yep, exactly. Uh, interestingly enough, there's already question marks over the, uh, the winner in that one. We'll get to that a little bit later, uh, because there was a world record, in that event, um, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, also, in the athletics, sadly, Matthew Denny and Ben Harradine missed the discus final. They were locks, Jar. I'm disappointed in them. They're not coming home. Yeah, that was pulling a Campbell if ever oh, I've seen one. That was that was they just epitomised pulling a Campbell with that. Um, Denny uh, was 19th, Harradine 20th. Yeah, okay, we don't care about them anymore. We're over them. Uh, Jeff Risley, Luke Matthews, and Peter Bowl all missed the semis of the 800 metres. Sadly, our one competitor in the women's 100 metres, Melissa um, Breen. Didn't make it out of her heat. You know, we, we know Josh Clark's going to do us proud in the 100 metres. Jared, we're all looking for him to... No, n- absolutely. ...to pull a Bradbury. None of this pulling a Campbell business. Um, and Fabrice Lapierre, the silver medalist in the World Championships last year in the long jump, he's through to the long jump final. So congratulations, Fabrice. Anybody with the name Fabrice is all right in my books. Um... Badminton, uh, we've got a bit of news of this. I'm excited to talk about badminton, as we always are. Um, 
<laughs> I'm not excited for the fact that both our teams lost. Mixed doubles team of Leanne Chu and Robin Middleton uh, lost to Malaysia. But our good friends, and I can say our good friends now with this one, the doubles pairing of Matthew Chow and our very good mate, Sarwan Sarasinghe, lost to Russia. But uh, I've got some great news. We got a reply the other day, didn't we, from, uh, was it Emily, wasn't it? Uh, uh, your, your baby's favourite athlete. I've gone blank, Colin. Help Emily me out. Emily Overholt. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so fixed on Penny Oxiak. Uh, Alexiak. God, I'm saying her name wrong now. Um, but <laughs> we, got a, we got a couple of favourites uh, by Sarwan Sarasinghe on Twitter. I kind of forced his hand and asked for a shout-out, and he tweeted back, saying that it's awesome that we're supporting him. Thank you so much for the support. So um, we have our first Australian reply, and considering he only has 117 followers on Twitter, it really wasn't that hard to get a reply. But I'm still <laughs> I'm, I'm still calling it a win. If all of our listeners follow him as well, he might double his Twitter followers. Yes, exactly. Wow, that's a good point. So everybody go out there. He's at SKSB. R-O-S, so SK Spros. That's his um, Twitter handle. Um, everyone go out and follow Sarwan. He's got one more match to go with his uh, doubles buddy of Matt there, so good luck to him. Basketball. Boomers thrash China, 93-68, second in their group, and uh, they are looking comfortable to make it to the quarterfinals. Boxing, big shock. We talked up yesterday, Shelley Watts, um, in the boxing, she sh- suffered a shock defeat to the Italian Irma Testa. I, I think she's got a career in drug testing after the Olympics. Um, but uh, she beat our Aussie and Daniel Lewis also out cycling. Mentioned we got a silver. Sadly, team sprint and Amir's our flag bearer, couldn't pull uh, what Canada does because she and Stephanie Morton in the sprint were fourth. But Anna's got the Kieran today, I believe. I think she's got a couple of events, doesn't she, Jared? She's, she's doing more than one, yes, clearly. You'd think so. You'd think she'd have an individual sprint in there somewhere. Oh, that's what she's good at. We know that. Uh, diving. Both our uh, divers in the three-metre springboard somehow survived the green pool. And uh, Essa Kin and Madison Keeney, fifth and ninth, through to the semis. <laughs> Colin, the green pool. Like, <laughs> Ken, I just can't get over this at an Olympic Games. They can't clean it properly. <laughs> like... I-, I just heard today uh, they were saying um, it's like... You know, the athletes are being told the water is safe, it will not harm them. <laughs> so, I guess they're just going to accept it at this point. Maybe this is like early St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> well, this is what we were talking about the other day the fact that the, the Brazilian officials are literally like, no, no, it's fine, don't worry about it. I mean, again, it's the Olympics. They're just trying to match their. They're trying to match their country's colours. Like, it's patriotism. Now, well, this is what we were saying with our swimmers. That they could, well, that was our fair message, wasn't it, the other day? Jared, to pee in the pool, make it green and gold. Um, so, <laughs> that's, that's how it works. But it's actually funny. There was... Um, there was a store. Uh, they had to close it for a little bit uh, yesterday, I think, or this morning, to kind of finally see if they can clean it. Because apparently they went and put a bunch of chemicals in it that were burning the water polo players' eyes in the pool next door. But um, <laughs> British, uh, yeah, one of the uh, Tom Daly, uh, not Tom Daly, is that that's the divers name? I can't remember his name. I don't follow the Brits, but anyway, he tweeted saying that they closed it, and then somebody else came out and said that a German water polo player was overheard saying that the pool smells like a fart. Um, so, <laughs> um, the Olympic legacy of Rio is the green pool that smells like a fart. Um, so, anyway, um, so that's the diving. Football, this is 
like, I know, Colin, you're going to be talking up the success of Canada, all the power to the Canadians, I'm all on board them, but, Jared, I don't know if you watched this this morning, the Matildas, uh, so gallant, they held Brazil nil all, took them to penalties, looked like we were about to win it when our goalie saved, uh, what, the World Player of the Year shot, and then our Matilda choked and did a Campbell, and then, sadly, we lost 7-6 to Brazil, basically. Did you see much of this today, Jared? I did. I watched the um, extra time and the penalty shootout. Um, this is the the events like this is is what you watch the Olympics for when it comes down to this. I mean, we lost, but it was still exciting to watch. You still felt proud. Um, even for like Brazil, like I was happy for them. Still, they were so emotional. Um, yeah, this is the moments in the Olympics that you that you live for and, and and that make it all worth it. Absolutely. And, I mean, the shock, America lost uh, to Sweden earlier, the, the world champs. So, I mean, we could have been taking on the Swedes. But, oh, well, Brazil are through. Um, already our media, <laughs> we'll get to that news.com today. You even shitter, even shitter, even shitter. They're blaming somebody for us losing. It's not the Campbells this time. Um, golf, Marcus Fraser, still winning. Uh, only by a shot now, but... Come on, Marcus. We know you're going to pull a Campbell, but just keep holding on. Um, hockey, the Kookaburras, Thrash Brazil, 9 nothing. rowing. Um, Kim Brennan, she is due to swim at the time of recording this in about half an hour. I reckon we're going to be on air while this happens. She's through to the final of the single skull. She's a favourite. Um, huge Tasmanian connection. She's married to our one of our greatest Olympians from Tasmania, Scott Brennan, Olympic gold medalist in himself. I think she lives here in Tasmania too, if I'm not mistaken. So um, this could be a real connection to Tasmania. We'll take it. Come on, Kim. Do it. Sailing. Uh, well, gee, you've missed a lot on this, Colin. Uh, we love our sailing here on Off the Podium. Um, good news uh, for all those sailing nuts out there. Our 470 men are only two points behind Croatia, heading into the halfway point. Matt Belcher and Will Ryan, they're doing well. Um, Tom Burton is third in the laser. He's five points behind Croatia, doing very well in sailing. I didn't know Croatia was good at sailing. Um, they're leading that category ahead of Brazil. Um, and look, I'm not going through all those results. Too much sailing. We'll win medals in it. Uh, shooting. Now, Jared. We talked about this yesterday. We had a lock for a gold medal today, didn't we? Warren Potent, the great Warren Potent. Uh, I, I put the I put the mickey on him. I said, this is guaranteed gold. He finished 35th in the men's 50-metre rifle prone. Uh, he was beaten by our man, Dane Sampson, who backed it up for 31st. Now, this Warren Potent is Dino. He's the world champion, the world number one in the 50-metre rifle prone, a Beijing bronze medalist. He choked. He pulled a Campbell. Jared, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I'm disgusted. Um, <laughs> he's, he, he, he's joining that list of athletes who um, are not coming home. They're staying out of the country until they bring back a gold from Tokyo, um, revoke his passport. Um, revoke his citizenship um, <laughs> until he brings home the gold. I've already heard Jess Fox is camping out in Tokyo near the slalom, um, ready to go for 2020. So, Warren, go go bunk up with Jess for the next four years because you're not coming back home to Australia with that pathetic effort. Um, uh, and outside of uh, that, though, Aslan Jones, 16-year-old, who's allowed to use a gun, she didn't make the final of the women's skeet, sadly. Um Swimming, both our teams are through to the 4x100m medley finals. Uh, Jessica Ashwood was fifth in the 800m. Belinda Hocking, fifth in the 200m backstroke. Uh, Mac, our man Mac Horton, fourth of the 1500m. And uh, those chokers, the Campbell sisters, as I said, are into the 50m final. Table tennis, sadly, um, our women's team of Melissa Tapper, Jan Fang Lei, and Sally Zhang lost 3 nothing to North Korea. Um, and water polo... 
our men went down in a bit of a close match to the world number one, Serbia, 10-8. Uh, they've got to beat Greece, I believe, in their last match to make the next round. Uh, Colin, Canada is going to get a bit more representation today. How did Canada go? Well, let's start with the very good here. Uh, gold medal, Rosie McLennan. I said it would happen. It happened. Uh, that means I'm way better at predicting because Rosie didn't come in 35th in the trampoline. <laughs> she came in first. <laughs> uh, rowing, you already mentioned that uh, Generic and Obi, they won the silver. That's our first rowing medal and uh, might be our last based on some of our performances. Carling Zeman, who I was talking up a little bit earlier on, uh, she uh, did not win. I don't even remember. I don't think she advanced to the finals. I missed that one. And tennis, uh, sad story. Nestor and Pospisil, uh, they were knocked out in the bronze medal match. But the fact they made it this far, I think, is a bit of a surprise as well. Um, Hillary Caldwell, you already mentioned, won the bronze in uh, the 200-meter backstroke. Um, there was uh, also the qualification for the uh, the final relay. We did we did qualify in second um, for that, and uh, that will be I guess Penny Alexiak's last race. She didn't actually race in the qualifying though. Uh, athletics. That's the thing I'm really excited about. Um, not a great start, but there's uh, no Andre de Grasse yet. But Kamika Bingham, who's probably I, I guess our top female runner. She didn't qualify for uh, the semifinals for the women's 100 meter. Um, in the 1500 meter, though, uh, another Winnipegger, Nicole Sofuentes, she's 12th after the first round, so she'll be in the semifinals. And uh, the women's heptathlon, so this is probably where all the hype is behind Andre de Grasse as the male athlete. All the hype right now is on the heptathlon, Brianne Tyson Eaton. Uh, that she's currently in six right now in the heptathlon. Oh, pick it but, up. Uh, whether or not, she, yeah, she was fifth last I checked. So I was disappointed to wake up this morning and see that she was in six, but still a chance there. Um, basketball, the first loss for Team Canada, the women Team Canada. They've had three wins in a row. Their first loss was to the United States, obvious. <laughs> and boxing, there's this is this is our our first hope in boxing. Since 1988, where one of the greatest boxers of all time, Lennox Lewis, won the gold medal for Canada. Mandy Bujold for uh, Canada. She won her first bout Yay. against Odgoroy Merzeva from oh. Uzbekistan. <laughs> what a star he is. She's. Uh, sorry. Uh, she. <laughs> she. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> In all fairness... Yod Gori is uh, <laughs> a gender-bending name, yeah, it's, I it's, guess. In, in, in Uzbekistan, Uzbek- it can be male or female, let's be honest. We, we, we are. That's yeah, right, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You had more success in cycling, as disappointing as it must be, than Canada had. <laughs> I was telling Jared a funny story about this, but uh, in the women's team sprint, we came in 16th overall. <laughs> it was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Uh, when the, they, they focus on the shots of the cyclists just before they start, and the Canadian had this look of rage like I've never seen. And they interviewed her afterwards, and she was like the most cheerful person you've ever seen, even <laughs> though she lost. So she was obviously trying to get on her game face, and it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Looked like she was going to murder somebody. The camera cuts away. All of a sudden, you hear the commentators go, oh, oh, and you turn back, and the Canadian has hit the floor, <laughs> fallen off her bike from the standing position before the race even started delayed the whole start of it obviously threw it off they came in 16th bugger um 
<laughs> we did fail, just failed to medal. Thank you very much, Australia, in the women's three-meter uh, synchronized diving but uh, both of those divers uh, Abel and Ware uh, have advanced to the semifinals Ware is currently in seventh and Abel did finish the preliminary round in first place oh maybe another goal see this is what we were talking about the fact that what Great Britain wasn't it won the one of the diving ones the other day we're saying that this green water is like you know making them uh, the Chinese choke like they're not used to green water China so Canada in with a real shot for gold here then that's right because Canada's used to filthy water so (laughs) This is this is strengthening us. To them, it's clean. They're like, oh, this isn't dirty. Yeah, that's right. We, we drink that stuff here. Like, that's, that's amazing. We bottle that. That's, that's Niagara Falls. <laughs> exactly. Um, what else did we have? There's some results here on sailing, but I don't understand it, nor do I care, so I'm going <laughs> to... It's still going. It doesn't stop. There's like 700 races a day. Maybe, maybe... I did try to watch it yesterday. I pulled it up on my app. And it just looked like a bunch of people sitting in a harbor, not moving. <laughs> so I don't think it had started yet. So I did turn to something else. <laughs> As everyone uh, does. Soccer. Even when they're at the sailing, they're on their apps watching something That's else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soccer. So Canada still undefeated in soccer. one nothing against uh, France. Yes. The quarterfinal. So now we're moving on to the semis. Now, the funny thing about this is that I don't know if there's been just a shift or because I didn't get to see. I only got to see like the last 10 minutes of the game. But maybe there's just been a shift in the expectations now because go- going into London, I don't think anybody expected us to do as well as we did. We got the bronze and there was a lot of talk that you know we probably should have won uh, and uh, the, the semifinal match and even gotten the into the gold medal match. But they were saying that Canada played terribly and that it was a fluke they got the one goal they did. Uh, I don't know if that's the case or not, but either way, we'll take it. It's a win. We're in the semifinals. And you're up against the and, team. You've already uh, beaten Germany. You've already beaten them in this tournament. So you must be feeling confident about that. Right. Yeah. So uh, that that's going to be, I guess, all of the TV coverage. That'll bump everything <laughs> off uh, when it's on. And uh, I guess the only last thing to mention, and it's uh, not something I'm happy to say, but... Uh, the other Winnipeg, or, uh, she already has uh, a couple of bronze medals. Chantal Van Landegem from Winnipeg in the women's 50 uh, freestyles. She finished 10th, oh, so she won't Campbell. be thing. But she will be competing again in the final relay where her and Penny Alexiak will win again. Uh, I'm calling it now. Well, well, there's no chance they'll finish in 35th because there aren't that many people left. Co- in it. Colin, you've got to, you, We talked. We helped talk up Penny yesterday in your absence. Uh, you know, I put in the social media post that we declared it Penny Alexiak Day, and a page on Facebook, which we have no idea if it officially is Penny Alexiak or not, liked our link. So we'll say it is Penny Alexiak because it makes us sound cooler. But she- well, in all fairness, I, I don't think an official penny alexiak page is going to be posting daily updates on how many followers they have help yes. us reach this many they'd probably be focused on swimming don't ruin it but the, <laughs> the fact that you can look at our page and it says penny alexiak like this as i said that is the closest we will get to a gold medal when you actually real or not it says penny alexiak likes us when you actually search for her on facebook it actually comes up with like a person's profile that's fairly like it's one of those ones where you can't actually add them as a friend you can only message them so like, it's obviously super private um, I think that actually legitimately is her. Um, so clearly the fame of winning all these medals, she's had to private herself. 
But um, that sounds a bit wrong. But, um, you, I mean, is this being talked up in Canada? We, we mentioned this yesterday, Colin. I'm sure this has been mentioned, you know, in the blanket coverage of Penny Alexiak being watched by former Olympians all day. But if she wins, like the most, I think you told us, the most um, medals won by a summer Olympian by a Canadian ever in one Games. But if she can win one more medal, she joins the great Cindy, is it Classen or Classen? who, what, won five in Turin. So this is like equaling Winter Olympians now. I mean, no pressure on Penny at all. And also give a shout-out, Winnipeg, Cindy Clausen from Winnipeg. Um, So I don't know if it will be something that this city will be happy about. It'll be a tied thing, so I I think anybody in Canada will be happy. But I think if she ever were to beat Cindy Clausen, at least the people in Winnipeg would probably be upset about it. Uh, I'm all for it, though. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just intrigued. Actually, we said this yesterday. I didn't know if you knew this one, Colin. Of course you do. Everyone in Canada knows everything about Penny now. What am I talking about? But she's the that's right. The very first athlete in the history of the Olympics to be born after the first of January two thousand to win an individual Olympic gold medal. That I didn't know, oh, and it there makes we me go. feel very old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she was born only nine months. She was nine months old when the Sydney Olympics were on. Um, so See, The reason she doesn't have a page on the hi, my name is Team Canada, <laughs> is because when they ask the question, what's your first memory of the Olympics, she's going to say walking into the real airport. Plainly. <laughs> 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 going to the trials and finding out what they were. Um, <laughs> and her brother plays for the Dallas Stars, Jamie Alexiak. That's right. I didn't know that. There you go. Um, all right. And now he's the less famous in the family. <laughs> wow. There you go. Uh, other results uh, on day seven outside of our Canadian and Australian love. Um, I think the big one really came in the swimming. Uh, Katie Ledecky, 800-meter freestyle in a world record time. Fourth gold medal of the games, if you don't mind. Um, so she's dominating. Um, 19 years old. The female Michael Phelps, aren't they calling her? Or is she going to pull a Missy in four years' time and just be shit? Um, so. Did you see the race? I, I saw bits and pieces of it, though. She, what, killed it? Yeah, like, I think she was half a pool length away from the silver medalist. She was also an entire body length away from her own world record. <laughs> she's she's basically swimming so fast that she was in the Tokyo Games already. Um, so yeah, exactly. Um, I, think, I just want to say really quickly. I think this is the difference between when they say you know the female Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps wins all these medals, but it will always be you know a close race still. I don't think anybody comes close to Ledecky when she's racing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that's going to separate her from Phelps if she can keep this up, you know, in Tokyo and Flin Flon and beyond. <laughs> that's very good. Actually, speaking of Flin Flon, we were, Jared and I were talking about this yesterday. Jared called it the other day that uh, Penny Lexiak, a lock for your uh, closing ceremony flag bearer, surely. But um, I put it out there that she's a lock for Tokyo flag bearer and the torch lighterer for, uh, for Flin Flon in 2028. So, <laughs> just... Just putting it out there. We're we're just pretty much filling up her itinerary for the next eight years here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be booking her appearances. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, also in swimming, uh, the was a 100-meter uh, butterfly. Now, Phelps going for his fourth consecutive in this one like he did yesterday. But uh, not only did he lose, he lost to a Singaporean swimmer by the name of Joseph Schooling. Schooling? Schooling? I'm going to say schooling. Uh, he schooled Michael Phelps. And that was Singapore's not only first ever swimming medal, 
medal, their very first gold medal in the history of the Olympic Games. So congratulations there to uh, Joey S. But uh, also in that race, the first time in Olympic history that there has been a three-way tie for a silver medal in swimming. Phelps did get a silver ahead of Chad Leclo and Laszlo Chair. Is it Che? Chair? Well, the Hungarian. Um, so... That was, I mean, Jared, we talked about this yesterday, the fact that they had to play two national anthems. Imagine if they had to play three national anthems, they won the gold. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. I imagine if everybody in the race had heated and you had eight people on the gold medal podium. I mean, <laughs> it would be difficult to plan that, but surely it can be done. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for that. Um, that's in my lifetime. I'd love to see an eight-way dead heat for the gold medal, um, all from different countries, all different national anthems. Um, I mean, trying to fit them all onto the um, to, to the top level of the podium will be a little bit tricky, um, but I'm sure they'll be able to manage it somehow. Now, my question I've got to raise, I've got to raise this yesterday, is look, there's obviously always a chance for a dead heat in a lot of sports, particularly swimming. Where do they get the extra medals from? Do they just have extra medals sitting there? Because, I mean, does this mean at the end of the Rio Olympics they've got, like, a crap load of extra medals that the organisers, like, go, hey, Jimbo, this is for you, not cleaning the pool, have a spare gold medal. Like, I mean, where do they get them from? Colin, peg a guess. Do they just have a bunch of spare medals sitting in a case somewhere? Does Thomas Bach simply just press a button, here's a spare medal for you? Well, they probably have them on order, and (laughs) just in the event this happens, there's like some cheap plastic ones they have some replica ones the ones you can buy in the gift shop uh in the aquatic center and they're like okay well we're sorry you will get yours mr phelps we didn't have enough for this we didn't expect three silver yours will be in the mail yeah well well, i suppose i had a spare silver left over from the day before when they didn't get one in the uh women's hundred meter freestyle because obviously had the two gold but then but now we've got a spare bronze just hanging around there so can i have it uh thomas can i like send you a text can i I have the bronze from the hundred meter butterfly um also in the swimming i thought this one i think that they're just siphoning out out the events that nobody will notice are missing (laughs) so they've got their their quota of medals and then oh we have, how many fencing events do we have? No. Oh, in the rowing, we the rowing. I mean, get rid of the events. There's so many events with four people in the in the rowboat. You don't need that. Um, get rid of one of them. Nobody will notice. I think it goes the to sailing. The sailing. How many classes there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't show the sailing on TV, so you never actually see them getting their medals. So, <laughs> I'm I'm willing. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that. This sailing's going on so long that they're just pulling it all from sailing. And then when the Olympics are over, a week later when sailing ends, they're like, I'm sorry, we ran out of medals. <laughs> yeah, you sorry. should have finished sooner. Here you go. Get the tacky little Rio logo. We've got plenty of them. Um, just here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I thought this was interesting in the swimming, in the 50 metre, the men's 50 metre. Uh, Anthony Irvin of America won this. Now, this is amazing. He won this event in Sydney. He tied with Gary Hall Jr. 16 years ago in the same race. I think he's 35. Um, but this is incredible. I mean, the 50 metres is kind of the jump in and just move your arms around a little bit and you might get first. Campbell's room of the shot then tomorrow. Um, but, Jared, I mean, this is incredible. I mean, we talked about Penny Lexiak being nine months old when Sydney was on. This guy was winning a gold medal. 16 years later, he's come back. I mean, Michael Phelps hasn't even had... I mean, he was in Sydney, but he didn't win a medal in Sydney. So, Irvin's got one over Phelpsy. Yeah, talk about longevity. I'm looking forward to his uh, 50 metre win in... Uh 2032, that should be a good one to look forward to. <laughs> In Hobart, following on from Flim Flon. <laughs> Just backing it up. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, he's. I mean, Colin, to put this in perspective, he's more than double the age of Penny Alexiak. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're like dating. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. We don't want to start any rumors. No, well, exactly. Um, he's old enough to be a dad. Technically, what, 35, 16? Could have been 19-year-old father. There you go. DNA test. It's like days of our lives. Um, New Zealand, ugh, they won some more medals. Uh, two silvers. Uh, we just, <laughs> I guess should mention them. Um, but in the 1,500 metres, uh, sorry, the 10,000 metres, uh, in athletics, uh, Ethiopia's Almaz Ayana won that in a world record time. And, yeah, there's already apparently been questions raised. Is this legal? Um, there was a Swedish runner, um, Ayana, uh, no, sorry, that's the one who won it. Um... <laughs> Not saying her name. Lati, here we go. Sarah Lati. She basically came out after the race and said, uh, I do not really believe that she's 100% clean. It's too easy for her. We saw no facial expression. While the rest of us are struggling for life at the back, how much difference can there be? I cannot say that she is not clean, but there is little doubt. Um, and they apparently then, when they interviewed... Uh, uh, the Ethiopian at the end of the race, uh, Almaz, she came out and said that she's clean and it was all to do with God and Jesus. Um, so, okay then? Do they need to test them for, like, Bible studies or something? Like, I don't know if that's a thing. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, is she, yes or no, Jared, is she clean? <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes, oh, okay. Jared, uh, Colin. Jared administered the test himself, <laughs> yes. so he would know. What was that, Irma Tester, the boxer before? Uh, Colin, is she clean? Are we going to see this gold medal taken away from her in about a week when the Russians all get theirs taken away? As long as she wasn't in the diving pool, I think she's clean. <laughs> yes. I didn't notice any extra limbs coming off her, so, uh, that works. <laughs> uh, so the other medal results today, quickly going through these. As I said, archery, uh, the individual was won by Kubon Chen, South Korea, athletics. Um, well, in the event that Dane Bird Smith got the bronze, it was a China one too. Wang Zen won that one, the 20k walk. Uh, the women's shot put, Michelle Carter, gold for the USA. What's so good about that is she beat Valerie Adams from New Zealand, who, if I'm not mistaken, won that in London. So, no defending your gold medals there, New Zealand. Um, cycling, as I said, Great Britain won the men's team suit, beat Australia. China took out the women's team sprint. Did either of you catch the Chinese helmets that had the face on the top of them? No, they were awesome. No. Was that like a babushka doll looking thing? It was, yeah, it was kind of like a babushka. Yeah, th- th- that. Um, it was. It's kind of freaky. Yeah. Like as they lean down on their bikes, there's like a face staring at you. It's awesome. Look it up. Um, Jared, your favourite event, the team dressage, or the Germans took that one. So, um, yes, obviously Australia pulling a Campbell there. Fencing, Team Foil, Russia have uh, got another gold medal to get taken away in a few weeks' time. They took that one out. They beat the French. Good for them. Uh, gymnastics, who won the women's trampoline? Oh, that's right. Rosie McLennan, Canada. Gold for yeah. their... Uh, judo, double French gold. Teddy Reiner took the men's 100 kilo plus. That's, um, wouldn't want to see an ip on in that one. Um, Uchi <laughs> Mata. Um, and Emile Andiol in the women's 78 kilo. Now, the rowing, France got another gold in the lightweight double skulls. Group Britain, as I said, in the Coxless four. Britain, again, in the Coxless pair. In the women's, God, Coxless pairs, Coxless everything. Nobody's got penises. Um, and the Dutch. Oh. They, um, <laughs> I went there yesterday. That's funny yesterday. Uh, the women's lightweight double skulls, they beat the Canadians in that one. Shooting. Oh, we're still we're still losing it. Our dear old Warren choked. Uh, the 50-meter prone went to Germany. Henry Jungal, Jungenhal, the German, he got that one. Uh, and the women's skeet, Diana Bacossi for Italy. 
swimming. Uh, we've mentioned all of those ones, except for the 200-meter backstroke, which was won by Maya Dorado from the US of A. Knocked off the big favorite, the Iron Lady in Katinka Hosu from Hungary. Uh, tennis... Oh. Well, uh, we, we sadly didn't see Nesta get a medal. He lost to the uh, great American pairing of Steve Johnson and Jack Sock. Uh, we still love his name. But uh, you two are happy. <laughs> Rafa's on course for double gold. He took gold with his Spanish compatriot, Mark Lopez. They beat the Romanian pair of Florin Maragria and Haria. Anyway, they beat the Romanians. Um, you two must be... <laughs> Jared, you're thrilled. Rafa's got a gold. I know he won gold in Beijing, didn't he? But he's got a doubles gold now. Yeah, good one to add to the collection. Um, really emotional for him to win that, uh, and hopefully he could do the same in the singles. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Colin, you, you said you watched a bit of I mean, you're thrilled for your man, Rafa? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I said even when this started that if, even if Milos Ronic had been competing here, I may have rooted for Nadal over Ronic. So, uh, you know, it would be it would be nice if we could have picked up a tennis medal, but uh, I don't think that uh, Pospisil is uh, <laughs> um, really in Rafa's league, so good on him. Uh, and weightlifting wasn't any doubt, of course, in the 85 kilo. We all picked this one before the games. Uh, Kianush Rostami of Iran, uh, world record in the men's 85 kilogram, if you don't mind. Waltz to that one. And North Korea, well, he's one athlete that's not going to get murdered when they get back home. Rim Jong Sim won the women's 75 <laughs> kilograms. So uh, she's going to live for another four years. Uh, there you go. Good on you, Rim, uh, for winning that one. Uh, just quickly, in the tennis, um, so the, the doubles, the men's doubles is gone. The women's, we've been paying attention to this. So Angelique Kerber, you called that one yesterday, Jared, that she's the favourite there. She's through. She'll take on Monica Pug, Pug, whatever, the Puerto Rican. Um, that's got to be a matchup. So Petra Kvitova and Madison Keys will play off for bronze uh, in the men's. Yes, Rafa into the semis up against Juan Martin Del Potro and uh, Kay Nishikori and Andy Murray fighting for that one. So come on, Andy, stick it up, Rafa. Uh, <laughs> come on, Nishikori. <laughs> Boo! No, not Nishikori. He knocked off our Aussie guy. Um, I'm intrigued for the women's doubles because uh, we talked about a bit Martina Hingis yesterday. She's through uh, with her Swiss compatriot Tamia. Baksinski, and they'll take on Ekaterina Makarova and Elena Vesnina uh, of Russia. So, I mean, Martina, how old's Martina now? Jared, she's got to be pushing 40 by now, doesn't she? Yeah, she must be close to it. She, oh, 35. Well, okay, never mind. She's still got a few years in yet. So, go Martina. Anyway, um, so that's it. So, the medal tally, uh, we shall look at that now. That would help us. Uh, well, with Australia pulling such a Campbell on day seven, we've dropped to ninth. We're getting caught by Canada here, uh, Jared. Like, what's going on? Um, USA is still well out on top. 20 gold, 13 silver, 17 bronze, 50 in total. China in second. Britain have leaped up to third. Those two races that they beat the Aussies, well, that's what they get. Japan in fourth, South Korea fifth. We are now behind the Germans, the Russians, and the French. Only because they've won one more silver medal than us, though, Jared. So there you go. Your silver medals might get us above the French today. I, I just have to say, I love that uh, everybody in Rio is booing Russia every time they come out. But the way you phrase it, the Germans, the Russian, and the French. <laughs> yes. Look, you know, we, there's nothing against the Russians because we know, like, all those medals are going to get awarded to other athletes in a couple of weeks. So it's fine. And <laughs> I like Germany. Germany's awesome. So I say go, Germany. But the, you don't want to lose to the French. Like, who wants Not to lose French to the people. French? <laughs> Um, anyway. Bonjour, je m'appelle France. <laughs> I get a good medal. Uh, <laughs> five of them to be precise. <laughs> um, so, 
hello to all our French <laughs> listeners today. Uh, so Canada are in 13th. You're doing well now, Colin. Two gold, two silver, six bronze. Um, you are ahead of Kazakhstan because you've won double the amount of bronzes that they have won. So that's good. Um, and New Zealand, well, they're in 19th. So if they were to win a gold yeah. medal today, they will leap ahead of Canada. So pray that New Zealand don't get that gold today, Colin. <laughs> I don't know. We we have our other male trampoline, Jason Burnett, up today, and he, he could take the gold for us. We're having good luck on the trampoline right now. We're one for one. One for one. There you go, 100%. One thing, actually, we haven't touched on this at all. Uh, we mentioned when they won their first gold. Well, Brazil, the host nation, they've only won the one gold still, 22nd place. Mm. Um, one gold, one silver. I mean, this is a big thing. Usually the host nation are... Doing quite well. What's going on there, Colin? Have you been paying attention to the Brazilians? Um, well, I'm paying attention to how crazy the crowd gets every time they go out. <laughs> uh, I think the only other country I can compare that to was when it was in Italy, uh, the Torino Olympics. But, yeah, the the crowd's nuts, and I don't know if it's really paying off for them at this point. Um, I, I will say that uh, Canada is not one to talk, though, about choking as a host nation because in 1976 in Montreal, we didn't win a single gold. Well, you didn't win a gold medal at your own Olympics till Vancouver. So, um, you know, just putting that into perspective. Um, Jared, anything to add on the Brazilians not doing too well in their Olympics or nothing? Uh, not really. I mean, we threw them a bone today in the penalty shoot. I think that was a little bit of sympathy there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, we did that. Uh, Sun Yen, we should mention him quickly, choked in the 1500 metres. Clearly, he's been splashing too many people. His arms were too sore, so <laughs> he didn't even make the final. That was great. See you, Sun. Uh, anyway, what did we watch today besides what we've already talked about? I mean, we're watching stuff right now if we want to be technical, but um, Jared, what did you watch today? Um, mainly focus on the athletics. Um, it was good to see some discus in there, some shot put, um, the long jump. Um, and the and the distance running was exciting to see. Um, lots of people look forward to the sprinting, but um, for me, the distance running is just as good. The distance running. I, I knew a guy, actually, who was very much into his distance running, and he was always excited when the Olympics comes on. Um, I prefer the sprinting, but that's just personal preference. <laughs> Colin, what did you watch? Uh, well, I'm watching the women's 3,000-meter steeplechase right now. I'm going to say I'm, I'm the guy who's into the distance running because I got into that about a year ago, so I love to watch this and see that I can run half of what these people can run. <laughs> it's always fun to say, well, I've got about 45% of the gold medalists in this one. That's something. <laughs> uh, but I want to go back because I wasn't on the previous episode and just talk very quickly about table tennis, uh, which I found to be hilarious to watch. They they blow on the balls for some reason. <laughs> They'll bounce it, even though it weighs less than a feather. I don't know what the strategy is there, but the fact that China picked up gold and silver in both men's and women's was impressive. And when I went back and looked at the women's table tennis in particular, China has won 17 out of the last 24 medals. <laughs> in table tennis so i don't even know if it's a competition anymore i, I they, they talk about how they should eliminate women's hockey from the olympics simply because it's always canada the united states all the time i mean china's going to win everything in this uh, i don't know how any other countries even bother to compete i don't i don't know why table tennis is so big in china either but other than that the trampoline that was uh i tried so hard to avoid spoilers and unfortunately it was spoiled for me before i got home but I did watch the entire thing anyways, and it was still tense just seeing her, Rosie McLennan coming from behind. Now, I'm boxing. I watched Mandy Bujold's first, uh, first bout she had. The team sprint, I mentioned I watched that for both men's and women's. Uh, I like that event. It's over in 30 seconds. <laughs> um, 
And uh, what else? The swimming, obviously, yesterday. And I'm just now starting to watch the athletics. All that Canada, because of the trampoline, took over so much. And uh, the swimming last night. The only thing CBC really showed of athletics was just cutting to heptathlon during breaks. But I'm sort of catching up on that right now. Like I said, steeplechase is on TV. And then the rowing, or steeplechase is on my phone. And then the rowing's on my TV right now. I'm flipping my head back and forth in between comments here. We've got a, a piece on some athlete, and they're showing Steve Hooker winning gold in Beijing right now. So that's Channel 7. Uh, there's, what, like 20 sports right now live, and for some reason we're seeing a, a highlight from Beijing. So uh, Catherine posted that on our wall the other day, so good on you, Channel 7. Um, the steeplechase, yeah, that's an interesting event. <laughs> like, who came, I love it. Who came up with that? Like, oh, okay, you've just got running. Then you've got, oh, we'll put some hurdles there. But why not put water? at the end of the, the hurdles and like what athlete is to me, like go jared go <laughs> to me it, it feels like they've looked at equestrian and said how can we do this without the horse and that's how they came <laughs> up with steeplechase um so it would be nice to see like an, an eventing team in we the steeplechase is is the cross country um the pole vault that's the show jumping and then the dressage, um, that, I mean, that's probably the rhythmic gymnastics. So there you go. Combine those three, and you've got equestrian without the horses. That's a good call, actually, now that you pointed out. Here I was going to say something silly about all these people growing up going, oh, I want to jump over hurdles into water, but now it's because they can't ride a horse. So that's that's basically why they do it. I watch the athletics. I mean, athletics is always fun. I love the athletics just here in Australia because you've got Bruce. Bruce is our commentator here in Australia. So, uh, But, I mean... Why is there nobody at the athletics? This is the Olympics again. No one in Brazil knows it's on. Give them tickets. They, they think it's at the uh, the Macarena Stadium where they had the opening ceremony. They're all sitting there. Why aren't there anybody running here? It's like, guys, we built a separate stadium for it. Because um, Usain Bolt isn't there yet. Well, exactly. He's running today, so we'll get to that. Um, the And everybody in athletics is a mum. Did you, did you get that in Canada? Like, all the women... You've got to know when they're a mum. Like, do do we need to know? Like, do we know when they're dads? Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'll I'll say only because the fact that their abs look like that <laughs> when they've given birth to children, I think it is something that's worth mentioning. Okay, touche. Good point, good point. Actually, just some breaking news, some sad breaking news. Can I just point this out while we're actually recording this, while the Olympics are on? New Zealand have won another gold medal. Um, so, Colin, oh, look out. They're dropped back now. <laughs> So they're ahead of Canada. What did they win in? It was rowing. <laughs> oh, rowing's not a real sport. <laughs> it was in the single or the solo. I don't know, one of them. Um, and as we'll, here we go. As we're talking, I'm going to get through this because the uh, Kim Brennan's about to come here in the women's single skulls. Um, oh, Emma Twig, the New Zealanders in this one. Uh-oh, look out. So um, this could be a bit of liveness that isn't really live because by the time you're listening to this, we already know and that she pulled a Campbell. Um, so uh, I also watched more of the golf. We talked about this yesterday. Gotta love the golf. I didn't, sadly, Jared, see our number one fan from yesterday who was so excited when that guy got a hole in one. Um, but, yeah, did you watch any of the golf, Colin, at all? You're into, did they show it in Canada? Yeah, well, they, they were showing it all morning yesterday, and I was disappointed because I was on my way to work, and I was wanting to watch the rowing, and it was golf instead. So I, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind watching golf, but I think during the Olympics I want something that's a little bit more intense and a little bit faster paced than that. Yes, I uh, saw so a bit of the beach volleyball. Sadly, our Qatari athletes are out. 
Um, they they pulled a Campbell and um, yeah, the rowing, uh, which is on. This is interesting. I don't know. Are we all have you got the rowing on as well, Colin, or is it just in Australia because we're yeah. about to win yeah. a medal here? Or <laughs> hopefully, no, it's on. C- CBC pretty much just airs rowing all the time, even though we're losing in rowing right now. So we might be able to do. We, maybe they have some contract with Rowing Canada. What, what do we do here? Do we take a brief transmission to do some commentary here, or do we keep going on? <laughs> I don't know how that turns out with our commentary and people can't hear any sound effects. But um. <laughs> well, they're rowing right now. Oh, it's, it hasn't started for me yet. They're still at their blocks. Forward. Oh, well, how are you on such a delay? <laughs> oh, because Channel 7 suck on my tablet, apparently. <laughs> Even Plains has a better internet connection than Hobart. You're the started. capital of Tasmania. I've just seen those guys dangling over holding the boats that we talked up yesterday. Um, you know why no one's at these events? is because they've built all these events right next door to like tall buildings where people live. So they're just watching it in their pajamas, getting out of bed. Like, oh, oh yes, let's watch the rowing. Just open the curtains. You know... When uh, when the the Pan Am Games were here in Winnipeg in 1999, um, I didn't get a chance to go to any event, but I was thrilled that as the athletics was going on, I was able to watch it on TV, and from my apartment window, I could see the Goodyear blimp circling the stadium, <laughs> and occasionally they'd show a shot of the Goodyear blimp on the TV, and I'm like, look, it's out the window and on the TV. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right, we're keeping on this run, but okay. Athlete of the day. Uh, Jared, did you have anybody in your mind at all? I did. I picked one of our, um, well, not our, but one of the amazing uh, discus throwers, Polish athlete uh, Peter Malachowski, ah, yes. um, mainly because the, the commentary with the discus is a little bit tricky and you have to be careful of your timing of, of when you say certain comments. Um, so we had a beautiful moment where um, he's just um, gone for a throw. It was a good one. Um, it's landed. They cut back to um, they cut back to Peter. The commentary is a little bit delayed and it's focused on him. It's a full body shot and then you get the commentary. It's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just perfect, and it described Peter to a T. <laughs> right. This is going back to the suits we were talking about yesterday with the rowing, that apparently that deserves a new story, seeing the size of male rowers' penises. Um, so, wow, okay. I don't know if I can top that one. Well, actually, maybe I can. Uh, Jared, uh, sorry, Colin, do you have a... Or is this going to be an obvious one for you? Uh, well, I was going to put up Kate O'Brien, the Canadian cyclist who fell over after giving the death stare, uh, but I think, just in all seriousness, the story alone of Jason Schooling or schooling or whatever uh, being the first Singapore gold medal ever, and can you imagine how this story is going to be spun in Singapore? <laughs> the fact that this is probably Michael Phelps' final individual race of his career, and that Singapore beat Michael Phelps, and they beat chad leclo i mean it's such a huge story when you really put in that context uh, i'd love to see him up as the athlete of the day and did you see the um they were showing a photo of uh phelps with him back, taken in 2008 when he was like a kid um and they were talking this up on our coverage oh he was a fan of phelps and now he's beating him um so <laughs> the creepiest thing about that is that michael phelps was kissing him at the time <laughs> yes. you know michael phelps and his kissing babies <laughs> indeed indeed he was uh just watching this rowing right now i, don't, I, I hope i've caught up to you because i just closed it and reopened it but uh brennan's shitting it in she's about 18 kilometers ahead of china right now so um, she's she's rowing to argentina it seems right now at this rate like this is a gold jared come on this is this is a lock right now for australia 
Yeah, um, I'm not going to call it, but I I think so. Halfway I mean, point. she could capsize, and that would be a typical Australian move. Um, but, yeah, she's looking impressive past the 1,000-meter mark and a couple of boat lengths ahead. 3.7 so. seconds I, ahead of America, and more importantly, 5.4 seconds ahead of New Zealand right now. So this, this, is, this is good right now for Australia. I will say uh, the medal that Canada won yesterday in rowing, at this point we were in fifth. <laughs> and then we ended up in second, so New Zealand oh, still has a shot. You just you just put the Mickey on it, don't? She's not a Campbell. She's a she's a Bradbury. Um, my well, actually, no, she's not because she's winning. So no one's going to like <laughs> sink right now. Um, <laughs> she's a Thorpey. That's who she's. I'm giving it my my one is Dane Bird Smith, as I mentioned before. Now he took the bronze, but. You know I love a good athlete who just gets extremely excited over little things. I mean, we talked up this with Sally McLennan when she won it back in uh, Beijing and just anybody, but I don't know if you saw much of his post-race interviews, uh, Jared, but he just was going off. He won a bronze medal. You would have thought he won the whole Olympics the way he was carrying on. He's come out there at the interview afterwards. He's, like, breaking down and crying. He's like, oh, I've looked at my watch. I've done a bloody PB as well. I just can't believe it. I'm stoked. I just want to find my family. Shall we point out his dad was promptly being arrested by Brazilian officials at this point because he didn't have the correct accreditation, was trying to run through everyone to get to his son, but the Brazilian officials, who can't even clean their own diving pool, can arrest the dad of an Olympic bronze medalist because he doesn't have the right pass. So, um, that's what was happening. Um, and, yeah, it was an amazing story. And then, apparently, I was reading, too, that he was so overwhelmed with everything that he nearly missed the bus back to the stadium to his medal ceremony because he was vomiting up Gatorade. Um, so, uh, yeah, this... Oh, he's just... I think he's just an Australian legend already. You know, stuff the Campbell sisters, this guy for our flag bearer at the end. Um, which, who is our flag bearer right now, Jared? We we talked about this yesterday. I think are they giving it to Mac or Kyle? Or I say give it to give it to Dane. It's Kim Brennan. Oh, it's she, Kim Brennan. She's about five seconds ahead now. She's got less than five hundred meters to go. This is if she loses this right now, I quit. I quit the Olympics <laughs> <laughs> because this this is like a bigger lock than um, I don't know that. This is like watching Katie Ledecky in the swimming. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm cool. She's so far ahead of everyone right now that she's in the, the sailing regatta right now, about to win a medal in sailing. Uh. I just wanted to say, though, this is the bluest water I've ever seen. Why don't they just dump <laughs> some of this into the pools for the diving? <laughs> Just scoop it up. The diving outdoors. Now, now, I should say. You can I, dive into this. I should say that, like we talked about, the rowing. It's confusing with their camera angles. Even right now, they've got the helicopter shot, and it's sort of at a weird angle and everything. And this is getting very close. Oh, she's she's won this. This is this is a bigger lock than uh, than Warren Potent should have been in the shooting. And you know, all the people who are listening to this episode three hours later and they know that she loses, they're <laughs> laughing at you right now. <laughs> well, come on, she's she's up to the Olympic signs now. This is like near the finish line. She's looking around. This is where she does the Usain Bolt, surely, and kind of... Over. She's gone. Winner. Gold. Oh, that lane one row was getting closer. Or is that just the angle of the camera? I don't like these angles. That was a lot closer than I thought <laughs> it would be. Behind oh, shit. Hang on, she won already? <laughs> Oh, yeah, but it was a lot clo- U.S. was a lot closer than I thought oh, they were. Oh, fuck, she's only winning right now on mine. Go, Australia! Go, you good thing! Gold! 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 Yes! Six gold! <laughs> Suck it, France! This is why we don't the middle tally. 
Oh, this is. Insane. I'm just happy that she didn't try to give the death stare to the Americans and the Chinese right before she crossed the finish line and capsized. <laughs> Kim Brennan has just shot Australia back ahead of the French and the Germans and the Koreans. And we're just now behind the Japanese. But they're fine. I like the Japanese. They're awesome. So, yay, we're in fifth again. <laughs> they're much better than the French. Yeah, yeah the French. Uh, France probably just won another medal while we're talking about it. Anyway, uh, so well, this is, we'll talk about this tomorrow, even though we're talking about it now. Kim Brennan gold. Uh, USA got silver and China got third. New Zealand didn't medal either. It's a great day to be an Australian. Uh, okay, um... I don't have a wife of the day. Well, actually, my, my very first wife of the Olympics, Britt Elmsley, even though she's got that boyfriend that Colin and I discovered the other day. Um, she, the boyfriend is better than you, we discovered? Well, of course. <laughs> duh. Um, she, she actually got to swim again. She wasn't meant to swim at all. She was done. She won a gold. She was off with a boyfriend. Uh, I reckon they broke up. She's clearly in love with me because she was back in the pool and she was in the heats of the 4 by one medley, and basically in the interview afterwards, she said, yeah, I got the call up, you know, come in, help us in the thing. So she probably won't swim in the final, um, as long as I don't give it to one of the Campbell sisters. Um, <laughs> They're worse than the French. <laughs> you said it. Um, so anyway, I don't really have anybody to add. Um, I, will, I will put up Jess Fox again, just because she's still celebrating bronze. Anyway. Canadian commentary. This is Channel 7 shit, shit, shit. And as we added the other day, news.com.au, even shitter, shitter, shitter. Now, Colin, we talked yesterday about the Canadian stuff-ups. It turned out they were the ones that you were going to mention. Uh, I want, you want to talk a little bit more about them, and I think you've got another one for us today, too, from our friends at CBC. Yeah, well, the, the first one, um, the, the died-like-a-pig one, I was watching that live, and... Uh, it, they had shown the results, and I guess they thought they had thrown a commercial, but it was just an overhead shot of the pool and everything. And the exact quote, uh, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, somebody dying like, going out like a stink and dying like a pig. <laughs> and they referred to it as that, that little 14-year-old from China. Here it is. The little 14-year-old from China dropped the ball, baby. Too excited. Went out like stink, died like a pig. <laughs> and following that, there's a very long silence. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, 10, 15-second silence. And then the other commentator says, and we will bring you that conversation on the other side of this break. <laughs> and I thought that was a way to cover up for it. Or if they thought they would somehow be able to explain this off. I don't know. Um... <laughs> The, there was an apology issued by CBC that said, we apologize. The comment on a swim performance made it to air. It was an unfortunate choice of words. We're sorry it happened. <laughs> Which is a, just a hilarious, uh, a hilarious way to apologize to. We apologize that it made it to air. They're not saying we apologize. You should hear what we had said about it before the race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think the fact, though, that people are saying... It's racist. I don't understand how this is racist. You, you referred to it as a 14-year-old Chinese person. Every person I've seen on the internet is referring to the Chinese gymnasts as, like, 12-year-olds right now. Um, that's not racist. You're commenting on how young they look. And saying that you go out like a stink and die like a pig. I mean, I, I, I actually uh, kind of find there was a meaning I saw online of what the phrase means and uh i can't find it now but anyways i don't know if this is a racist thing he was commenting on the performance overall 
the second one, as you mentioned, the Michael Phelps thing was hilarious because I'm watching the race and you can easily lose track in swimming, uh, especially when it's a quick race like that of who's in what lane. And this was Lochte and Phelps. And the commentators for the last 50 meters are over and over again. And Phelps is way behind here. He's completely fallen out of this race and Lochte is taking it. And then you see on the screen, it comes up when the swimmer touches the name Phelps. And like, and Lochte takes it. And where is Phelps right now? And then again, a long silence goes, I'm sorry I had my lanes mixed up there. <laughs> Phelps has won this. It was the same commentator, I'm just going to say. <laughs> that, that, that the Chinese died like a pig. Do you think he's and got a job for in a couple of weeks? <laughs> I don't think because for today, um, <laughs> last night during Katie Ledecky's race, this isn't you know as embarrassing as that, but it's still something where it's like, you know, maybe you should screen your commentators better and get somebody with some speaking abilities. Because as Katie Ledecky was winning, or I believe it was either just as she was about to um, touch or just after she finished, he goes, the incredible, the incomparable Casey, <laughs> I mean Katie Ledecky. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, these guys, these guys should not have a job right now. Like, they need to change up the commentary team. Um, I, I'm going to go back and just say I want to put up Casey Ledecky as our athlete of the day, too. Mm, yeah, K- Casey Ledecky, much better than that Katie Ledecky. Um, so much. It's funny, actually, because they actually showed it here. They have the sort of every hour or so they do an Olympics update on Channel 7, and they get there at the end of it, and they're like, oh, and closing today, bit of a commentary gaffe from our friends over in Canada. Let's take a listen. And they showed the whole, you know, lochty, lochty. Sorry, you know what you just said. And they've cut back to Mel McLaughlin, and she's like, oh, yes, well, Canada might have had a good day in the pool, but not with the commentary. Oh, that's right, Mel, yes, ha, 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 ha. And then you, of course, had Andrew Gaze pop up and go, oh, I thought Canada were a little bit better at commentary than that. That surprises me. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it was... it's a daily occurrence. They, they can have a segment on their Canadian swimming commentary <laughs> fail of the day. They can have that on every Australian channel. Seven Mate is going to pick that up yes. now that we've said it. <laughs> it's just going to be Seven Mate showing it. Uh, my fail for Channel 7 today doesn't necessarily come from commentary. The only one I've written down here was, again, our friends over at the uh, the rowing. We talked about yesterday's. Uh, Drew Ginn, his cliche commentary moment. They don't just give gold medals out you have to grab them with both hands um, like that doesn't necessarily mean you win one that's you're just a thief um, like you actually have to win it first drew um but i was flicking through it tonight i sort of because obviously on a saturday night channel 7 had the rights to the football uh, the afl so they're showing that on one game so you've only got two channels showing sort of highlights of the olympics before the live coverage starts I'm flicking between seven mate and seven two. They're showing the freaking same thing, but at different parts of the match. First of all, it's the Matildas. Oh, they've lost. Let's show it again. <laughs> then as soon as one of them finishes, they started showing the Boomers. Flick over back over to seven mate. Oh, bad loss there to the Matildas. Let's watch the Boomers. <laughs> it's like you're showing the highlights on the same channel. You know what happened, right? <laughs> seven mates working off of the Hobart internet feed that's about thirty seconds behind that Ben has. That is very true. That is very true. I I agree with that completely. Um, I'm just watching the athletics here right now, and there could be an Australian runner in here who could be future wife material. I'll pay attention to this in a second. Um, but was that Ruby you're talking about? Ruby, yes. I didn't quite see her name. I was looking at another part of her, but um, that <laughs> is, um, she's running right now. I believe this is the 400 meters. I think. 
is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing with those world record times, it's not the 100. Um, so <laughs> maybe it's the Australian 100. It's close maybe. to my 200, though. I'm just going to claim credit for that. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the, the Palau 100. We were watching that before. The Palau athlete who looked like he got his um, singlet from Kmart and just wrote Palau on it on Texter. Um, what are we doing here? Oh, right. Yeah, news.com today, you even shitter, shitter, shitter. Now, their headline today with the Matildas losing wasn't like, oh, you know, you did as proud girls. You didn't. It was the Matildas were robbed because um, <laughs> our media is talking about the fact, which I guess in a way is kind of true because the commentator during the coverage was pointing this out. Uh, the goalkeeper for Brazil was being allowed to like get off her line very much early in the in the penalty kick because you got to stay on your line before the player takes the kick in a penalty shootout. Um, but the Brazilian keeper was uh, continued to come off her line. Now, look again. It, I don't think that cost us the victory. I mean, you know, whatever. But I mean, Jared, typical Australian media just jumping to blame someone. Like, I mean, God, they made the quarterfinals and nearly beat the freaking Brazilians. That should be a good enough story in itself. Yeah, they always have to find a scapegoat. Um, I just feel like in in a penalty like shootout situation, the the goal is so disadvantaged anyway. There's that much pressure on them. I don't know why they're not allowed to kind of come off their line anyway. I mean, the shooter's got the whole um, goal open. There's really no excuse for not scoring. So um, yeah, it doesn't really stick with me. Annalise Ruby is her name. Uh, she just pulled a Campbell, and I don't think made it through. But <laughs> anyway. Um... That's I don't really have much. Do you have anything, Jared, on Channel Seven today at all? Um, yeah, just some of the comments with the athletics. Um, a little bit insensitive um, with the wording. Um, the um, Michelle Carter, the shot putter from the US, came on, and then the commentary comment was, "That's the most enormous pair of pants you'll see in the entire Olympics." <laughs> wow. <laughs> and. To be fair, it was referring to how she was wearing these three-quarter pants that were really baggy, but it was just a bad choice of words. I mean, you could say the baggiest pants you'll see in the entire Olympics. I mean, oh, I just cringed as soon as I said it. Wow. That's the largest waist size you will see in the Olympics. (laughs) Clearly don't watch the men's heavyweight weightlifting there, Uh, Bruce. Anyway, all right. Uh, now, I hope, Colin, for our Canadian Athlete of the Day, I had a couple of boring ones that I found, um, so I don't know if you found a better one for us today. I don't know. You had the jalapeno joke one. Well, that's true. I'm still trying to figure out the joke. Still haven't worked it out? <laughs> no, I'm hoping by the end of the Olympics I'll have an answer for that. Uh, we might have to get him on the show just to explain it. Uh, this should be obvious. I've been holding off on this one. I was, um, really, really hoping that this wasn't going to end up being a disappointment when we got to day seven, uh, that I was going to be saying, I'm sorry to say that Rosie McLennan did not win another gold, but gold medalist back to back Rosie McLennan, uh, as the athlete of the day. So her questionnaire here says, my name is Rosie McLennan and I'm Canadian. We knew that part already. <laughs> Uh, the greatest Olympian of all time is Clara Hughes, also from Winnipeg, I'll say. Uh, performance in sport, but what she has done outside of the sport. She's uh, done a lot uh, you know, to raise awareness on mental illness, and uh, she's written a book. She's uh, rode her bike across the country. I'll also say she's, she's the only Canadian to medal in both the Summer and Winter Olympics. So great, great, uh, great choice there by Rosie McLennan with Clara Hughes. Uh, this one, the first Olympics I remember watching was she started to write I don't and she crossed it out and replaced it with 1992 opening ceremonies. So 
just the fact that the first Olympic ceremonies you remember watching was, she started to write, I don't know. <laughs> now, she... the question is, you remember. I don't know isn't the answer to that. <laughs> oh, hang on, I remember. 92. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember which one was the first one I remember. Um, I think she got a little confused on there. If I could be any superhero, I would be Iron Man. I would love to see Iron Man on a trampoline. I just want to say that. Uh, he's going to go right through it. My favorite ice cream flavor is mint chocolate chip. If I were a baseball player, my walk-up music would be Good Feeling by Flo Rida. Of course. Or Stronger by Kanye West. Now, come on, Rosie. You are a future prime minister. You should not be putting Kanye on there. That's embarrassing. Well, he's the future president, so they, like, they're trying to work it out so that they've got good relations. <laughs> Maybe that is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's going to be. This is NAFTA uh, version two, Kanye and uh, uh, Rosie and Kanye being brought together through music. The best nickname I've ever been called is Turbo, Rosie Turbo McLennan. Um, I don't know if it works. This one has me scratching my head. If I weren't an athlete, then I would be, she wrote dot, 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 question mark. Hmm. I'm waiting on the answer. Um, she's, she's, I don't know if she's still... <laughs> she's trying to remember the first Olympics she watched. So she's still stuck on that. If I weren't an athlete, I would be question mark. She doesn't I'll know, tell I you guess. in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will be the former athlete watching the next athlete win the gold medal. (laughs) My guilty pleasure snack is dark chocolate with sea salt and caramel. That sounds delicious, Mm. I'm just going to say. My favorite song lyrics is, Gotta love the life that I'm living. Good feeling by Flo Rida. Uh, I guess Kanye is second place on that. Most recent TV show I binge-watched is Suits. I'm just going to say, I got into watching Suits recently, a great show, and... Going through these profiles, I think half of the Canadians wrote their most recent TV show they watched is Suits. So maybe it just got added to Netflix or something. My favorite place in the world to compete is Switzerland. Less air resistance, so we jump higher. (laughs) Now, trampoline's an indoor event. I don't know if talking about wind or if this is like the heaviness of the air in Switzerland or something. But I think if if you jump on a trampoline... And it's indoors. Like, is the wind resistance different in different countries? Like, maybe we need a scientist on to explain this. Um, her biggest fear in life, finally, train tracks and being around trains. Right. <laughs> um, is that why she so, does trampoline to jump over them, or <laughs> <laughs> maybe? But I, I don't. I remember the. I can't remember who it was whose greatest fear was the spider on her face, <laughs> and that kind of made sense. Being around a train, like, is she afraid of being run over by a train? But just train tracks, being around trains is secondary. Her (laughs) biggest fear is train tracks. Mm. Like, I just want to see her coming up, walking across, you know, the road, coming up on train tracks, and stopping her tracks and fully crapping her pants just in fear of the tracks that are before here. Like, we need to see this. Mm. Yeah. Um... (laughs) <laughs> how does he win two gold medals because <laughs> like, there's no train tracks in an indoor gymnasium I'm just imagining imagining her being in a toy store and there's, there's a toy train tracks and she's saying get them away from me <laughs> she, just, she just curls up in the fetal position every time Thomas the Tank Engine comes on TV <laughs> yes. ah, turn it off um, 
Is, oh, sorry, I guess, is there more or is that it? No, that's the last one. She didn't draw anything of herself? She didn't draw anything, no. She didn't get to write cursive? <laughs> no, and she didn't get to write in cursive. Oh, this damn. must have been like the, the, the beta testing of it. Didn't get to design a medal because she actually knows what they look like? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I would say maybe she did get to draw and she just couldn't complete it. But then again, half of her answers are incomplete, like... <laughs> you know, if I weren't an athlete, I would be dot, 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 question mark. She couldn't remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> now, before you get to the fair messages, uh, another future wife as well here, Genevieve Lacaze uh, from Australia in the steeplechase. Um, this is good to watch athletics, I think. Um, and she's actually, uh, famously, she was the one who danced up on stage in the closing ceremony of Glasgow. She got up on stage to dance Kylie Minogue. I don't know if that made the news over in Canada, but she like snuck out of where all the athletes were being kept. And when Kylie Minogue was performing, she got up on stage somehow and danced with her. So, um, as you do. Um, now, our app. Dear, can I just... I actually want to point out something that I noted. I actually think the AOC have blocked me from their Facebook page. Um, <laughs> because... <laughs> I, I've sort of been doing a bit of spamming on some pages, trying to promote the podcast, as you do. And I've noticed when I go to the AOC page now, it won't let me um, put anything on there. And when I click to go to click like, it says you are not permitted to like this page. So <laughs> the AOC have officially banned off the podium from posting on their page. So, um, anyway, uh, so... Our fan messages. Um, James Martin, an overseas fan, to Taylor McCowan, a swimmer. Do you wear eyeliner in the pool? Because, damn, it makes you stand out from the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Colin and Sally McKinn of South Australia to David Chapman. Good luck, chappy. Yep. (laughs) Not chapo. Chappy. (laughs) Wait, that's it? Yep, that's, that's it. And our comments aren't making it on there? Come on! Exactly. Simon Arkell from South Australia to Henry Frayne. And again, I should really say where these people, what sport they do. I wouldn't have a clue who the hell Henry Frayne. He's probably an ex-gold medalist. We'll know about him tomorrow. Henry, I knew Bruce pretty well back and back and the day and have been following your career. I was a pole vaulter. Good luck in Rio. By the way, I was in Woodcock House too. Just saw that on Facebook. In a Saints posting. I'm guessing there's a lot of okay, commentary there. <laughs> uh, I I think that's kind of unfair. We're not allowed to go on there and promote our podcast, but they can be like, I did this, I did this. Did you hear? Like, I want our fan message of the day should be like, did you hear about the Off the Podium podcast? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Someone singer sing loves us. Um, what else are we here? Uh, to Rosie, Rosie from in Victoria to the 16 year old shooter Aslan Jones. Just finished watching your scores pop up on our computer here at home. Clearly they don't have TV there in Victoria. So, so, so proud of you. You are an Olympian. She just obviously discovered that. You are among the world's best shooters, and it's only the beginning of your road. Words can't express how much pride is buzzing in our house right now. Well done. We love you, XXX. Um, She's 16, Rosie. Uh, (laughs) Calm down. Um, Are they... 15, 16, 17. Pos- <laughs> One month till we can marry them. Um, <laughs> Janelle Phillip of Queensland to Mary Hannah. I think she's an equestrian rider, isn't she? Jared? Sounds familiar. Um, yeah. Oh, this actually, hang on. 
Congratulations. Love the name, Boogie Woogie. It's the same as my favourite song by Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> That's better than J-Mac. Exactly. Uh, getting an Insane Clown Posse mention. Jeez, what's going on here? Uh, Troy Madden of South Australia to Marcus Fraser, our leading golfer. This is inspiration. Be the ball, Marcus. You are doing Australia mighty proud. Love your game, champ. <laughs> be the ball? Is that what that was? In golf, yes, be the ball. <laughs> like, get whacked by a giant steel club? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Laura from Victoria. Again, I don't know, like, if she... I, I don't get how people can send a message to the entire Olympic team, because this is Laura from Victoria to the Oz Olympic team. Clearly, this is directed to somebody, because this is not the entire team. Congrats on the huge PB. awesome race you've done Australia (laughs) proud thanks for being a brilliant role model great attitude perseverance determination and faith good luck for the 5 kilometer. I'm guessing that's to our uh, our 10k runner what was her name Uh, Eloise Wellings Uh, (laughs) okay I I think that one's that that almost like stinks of somebody who just wrote a random message at the beginning (laughs) it's like I really hope fill in the blank does well in the (laughs) fill in the blank it's like that that Simpsons episode, again, we'll reference the Simpsons, where they did the Super Bowl yes. one that they had to edit. The Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so true. Final one I read here. Again, uh, Molly of Western Australia. Molly, these are just posted to them. They can't reply to you. This isn't social media. To Jessica Jessica Fox. Uh, see, she's my future wife. I get, like, nervous when I say her name. Uh, Hi, Jessica. Great job at winning bronze. And in capitals, please reply to this fan message. she's not allowed to she's in bunker to tokyo all right who we what sport are we focusing on today who are we sending one to uh is there a sailor in there oh there's gotta be a sailor i mean they remember we've got sailors right the aoc or they blocked us from that too jesus there's a lot of sailors (laughs) wow um, Jason Waterhouse, that's kind of convenient. Ashley Stoddart, Carrie Smith, Will Ryan, Jamie Ryan, Nathan Outeridge, Jake Lilly, Ian Jensen, Lisa Darmanin, Tom Burton, or Matthew Belcher. Oh, with a name like Matthew Belcher, we got to go for that one. All right. Send a fan message to me. Actually, no, just quickly, does it, it doesn't have any... Usually it tells you their nicknames and stuff. Oh, here we go. Nickname, Matty. Uh, <laughs> well, he's a reigning Olympic champion. He won. Can we just call him Belcho? Yeah, Belcho. Isn't this hilarious? The fact that he's actually a reigning Olympic gold medalist, and Jared and I are probably both like, "Who the fuck's?" All oh, right, he's a gold medalist. Yep, absolutely. Um, so we love our sailors in Australia. They're they're heroes. Obviously, I didn't buy that stamp. Have you seen any of the Olympic stamps yet, Jared? I haven't seen any of them yet. Uh, I saw one for um, the shooter Skinner, right. um, but that's it. I saw the uh, Campbell ones, which they quickly had to burn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Australia Post had them ready to go. All right, so what are we saying to Belcher? Burp your way to sailing gold? uh... (laughs) How about, uh, hi, Belcho, have you left the harbour yet? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Belcho, (laughs) have you left? This is where we're meant to be like, I remember you from seeing you in Kmart. Remember me? I was the guy (laughs) next to you. At the close area. Please reply! <laughs> Exclamation mark. Yes! <laughs> Have you left the harbour yet? Remember me from Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> In capitals, please reply! 
<laughs> this fan message. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Done. I wish I had the job of being the person who filters through these. To just see how many idiotic things. I mean, half of them are from off the podium. But how many other idiotic messages are like, yeah, we're not posting that one. I don't know how many of the Campbell sisters legit. Like, yesterday it was all, the whole thing was filled up with just like, oh, doesn't matter where you finish. We love you. You're awesome. I would have loved to see the ones that had to filter like, you fucking suck. You lost to a Canadian. <laughs> you lost to a Canadian swimmer. <laughs> you lost to a country who doesn't even know who Michael Phelps is. <laughs> Go back and learn some They fall skiing. off their bikes and you lost to them in a pool. <laughs> the pool wasn't even frozen and you lost to them, you duds. Uh, all right, so there we go. Um, well, then we're into day eight. Well, we've started day eight. Australia's won a gold. Yay. Has Canada won anything yet, Colin? Uh, New Zealand have. No, but I, I saw a couple of minutes ago, I saw a hilarious shot of uh, an American disc thrower spinning intensely and then throwing it into the net right next to him. <laughs> you shouldn't laugh at those things, but the Olympics are funny. Uh, so we've got 21 gold medals today. Final day of swimming, at least until the marathon swimming. Uh, final day of rowing. Well, who cares? We've won gold. That's all that matters. Final day of trampoline. Canada's about to turn off the Olympics. Um, golf is on still, rowing, well, I just said that, uh, <laughs> I've written here on my notes, rowing, reigning world champion Kim Brennan takes on rival Kiwi Emma Twig in single skulls, she stuck it up her, yeah, she won the gold, um, water polo, Australia take on Brazil in the women's, basketball, the Opals against Belarus, sailing, there's lots, cycling, uh, Australia's in the team pursuit finals against America, hockey, the women against Japan, Athletics, uh, as I said before, Fabrice Lapierre in the long jump final. Um, swimming today, last day, as I said, 1500 meters, Mac Horton, go for glory, Mackie boy, and the 4x100 medleys. Beach volleyball, uh, Louise Borden and Taliqua Clancy in the round of 16 against Poland. When I think about beach volleyball, I always think about Poland. Um, and we also have table tennis, badminton, trampoline, shooting and diving for Australia today. Colin, anything for Canada today or you just hope that there's something going on? Well, swimming, uh, we're going to wrap it up with double medals, I'm hoping here, uh, because you said Matt Horton. He'll be going up against Ryan Cochran in his final Olympics. The only guy who kept Canadian swimming alive <laughs> for the last couple Olympics, I'll say. So it'll be a sad moment if he goes out without a medal. Uh, but then also the 4x100 uh, um, medley relay. Penny Alexiak will be back in that one. And uh, beach volleyball, this one will be fun. It should be starting in the next 45 minutes. Uh, we had the one male team knocked out, but uh, our other male team and both of our female teams are still in it. And the two uh, female beach volleyball teams will be playing each other for Canada versus Canada today. Oh. So I'm looking forward to that one. I, I think Canada might win it. that one. you got a chance. I know, I know. We have a 100% guarantee of winning in beach volleyball today. <laughs> um, the track, Andre DeGrasse will be out today, along with Usain Bolt. Yes. Uh, uh, anything else going on? I think that's pretty much it. And then, of course, the trampoline, as we said. Uh, it's We have the men's trampoline. Jason Burnett was the silver medalist. So if he could actually... Uh, improve this time then we could have double golds in the trampoline well i should mention yeah as you said the same bolt runs uh tomorrow today whatever finally so we get to see sane hopefully uh we we've talked enough about that phelps guy we, we that's week one we get to talk about a sane soon so that's that's where we're getting excited so um that's very close isn't it 100 meters that's that means that's what 
two days away, isn't it? So get excited. Um, and yeah, we'll talk a lot about that. But uh, as always, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, Facebook, forward slash Off The Podium Podcast, iTunes, YouTube, all the regular channels. You can email us, offthepodium at hotmail.com. Um, AOC, if you're listening, um, feel free to go off with us uh, for our posts and unblock us from Facebook, please. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it. Jared, thank you for your time and your company once again. No problem, it's been fun. Looking forward to uh, day eight. And Colin, uh, good to have you back. And uh, hopefully we can talk about three days in a row of Canada winning gold medals. How, how would you like that? Oh, it'll be great. Uh, Jason Burnett better not die like a pig out there. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you very much, everybody, tuning in. Um, and again, as always, from here to here and off the podium, remember not to pull a candle and good night.